Alright guys, melanoma is a pretty big killer, right? Especially because we live in Australia. What is it like? It's one of the biggest like killers when it comes to cancers, right? Like 60% or something? Why is that number floating around? Like, <laughs> is it like the fifth biggest cancer? Fifth biggest fourth, cancer. Fourth? fourth or fifth. Yeah, yeah it's pretty common. Yeah. It's pretty pretty bad, alongside like lung cancer and all that. So, yeah. Well, it's big enough to class skin cancers as melanoma and not melanoma. So. Yeah, seriously. So yeah. pretty much today we're going to go through a bunch of different um, skin abnormalities and try to figure out which one's melanoma, which one's not melanoma, and what that means like prognostically and like treatment-wise-ish. Um, but yeah, so how you going, Sean? Yeah, good. Good. Uh, Terence is here as well. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the man's come out of the shadows, Ben Erno. How are you going? Yes, I'm going good. Yeah. Good awesome. to be here. Good to be here, man. Yeah. We found a, found a spot for you and glad, <laughs> glad that you're here, dude. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Terence, mate, do you want to take us away? Okay. So um, this is our dermatology block and it's pretty much a whole new language. So I reckon it'd be nice to start us off with just me quizzing you guys on some terms. That's okay. okay. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. All right, this is in no particular order at all. Range of, like, all the terminology we've learned, okay? Just want you to shout out what you reckon it is. Right, okay. Uh, let's go. Intertriginous. Intertriginous? Intertriginous. Intertriginous. How, how do you spell that? <laughs> I-N-T-E-R-T-R-I-G-I-N-O-U-S. Is that the weird thing between the finger webbing or something? Oh, it's oh. more generalized it's, than Is that. it when, like, you have two kind of surfaces uh, rubbing up That's on top exactly of each other? That's exactly right, yeah. yeah. So you'd find it, uh, like, underneath the breasts. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're if you're overweight, then also the between the skin folds. Yeah. So yeah, it's basically any anywhere there are skin folds, and that's important in conditions like psoriasis, for example, where um it's actually um for so you know how we have scaly lesions for psoriasis, mm. and you can get those scaly lesions rubbing off, and then you start to bleed. Mm. Um, what do you call that, by the way, when your lesions start to bleed in psoriasis due to rubbing? Um. Echimosis? Oh, it's when you have pinpoint hemorrhages okay, due yeah. to um, yeah, rubbing your lesions. So like when you have a lesion like that, you can imagine if there's a skin fold associated with it, then you get increased friction in rubbing and those can exacerbate those sores. So that's yeah. what intertriginous means. Also, also risk factor for like fungal infections like can, candida, candida albicans, yeah, one of those ones. Uh, like soft tissue infections prefer moist areas so if something's rubbing on something else um you know it can stay moist and also be bad for infection wise yeah cool so what's next okay let's go um let's go with some dermopathology terms okay okay hyperkeratosis all right i know this one but who, who wants to go uh isn't it just increased keratin in the stratum corneum yes yeah. it's yeah. thickening of the stratum corneum specifically so how's that different from acanthosis Acanthosis is um, proliferation of the stratum spinosum. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. So um, when the um, stratum spinosum um, thickens due to, um, in acanthosis, your epidermis also thickens, yeah. but also you get elongation of reed ridges. Yeah. And where would you see that? What are some conditions you see that? Uh, oh, eczema, eczemas. Eczemas, yeah. yeah. You get that in eczemas. All right. It's like yeah. chronic irritation. So you have like a reactive increased keratinocytes, yeah. Which is also thickening of the skin. Another word for thickening of the skin is? Induration? 
I'm not sure about that, but I know lynchification is a word used. Oh, lichenification. Li- lichenification. Was that yeah. skin markings? Uh, I think that's thickening of the skin uh, it, due to, like, rubbing and stuff. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. So lichenification yeah. is skin thickening. It's yeah. um, if you, it's pretty much named after what the lichen you see on rocks. Okay. If you ever go bushwalking, it's just this green scale, not scaly, but, like, green substance that sticks to rocks. It looks pretty similar on your skin. It's, like white white greenish and it's just um yeah yeah increased skin markings sweet induration is abnormal hardening so yeah no i was wrong um induration you see that um due to edema or fibrosis so your skin actually feels thick so like it makes it more durable i guess oh yeah yeah, that's a good way to is that similar to acanthosis acanthosis it's like the thickening no? I don't think yeah. so, but, you know, okay. not 100% on yeah. that. There's a lot of overlap here. Yeah, yeah. All right, next one. Uh, spongiosis. Oh, okay. Anyone know this one? Oh, that's like the... It's like a certain type of histology. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it's marked... Well, is it marked by neutrophils or something? It's, no. it's oedema. Yeah. Yes. In the... Um, so, it's oedema in the uh, epidermis. And the keratinocytes become more like spread apart. Exactly um, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's is that anything else to that? Yeah. Well, you have a whole bunch of conditions labeled under spongiotic dermatitis, and mm. that includes it. Usually, clinically correlates to eczema. Yeah. But there's other ones like allergic contact dermatitis, irritant contact dermatitis, and yeah, yeah things like right. that. Sweet. Yeah. Are there any other histological features of that, or is it just like gaps in between the keratinocytes? Oh uh, well, you in. In um, experts, you also see vacuolation. So mm-hmm. I think the keratinocytes are called like bird's eye keratinocytes because there's clearing due to the edema with like a very prominent nucleus in the middle. So and and with the vacuolation around the nucleus, so the keratinocytes look like bird eyes. Mm. I guess you could remember spongiosis as in like it's edema is filling up with fluid. Yeah, spo- yeah, it's spongy. I think yeah. That looks well. yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, I just never thought of that. Anyway, what were you saying, Noor? No, that's good. Yeah. Next one. Uh, what's a keratin horn? It's pretty much in the name. Oh, don't you get that from actinic keratosis? Yes, you can. Yeah. And what's what's um, what's um the kind of like the worst form of actinic keratosis? What can it progress to? Squamous cell carcinoma. Uh, that's right, yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. what is actinic keratosis? This this plastic pr- proliferation of keratinocytes. Yeah, yeah, very good. So, and we all know dysplasia is like one of those early markers of could be on the continuum of carcinoma in situ, which then could become carcinoma. So, yeah, yeah, that's one of those big things. Anything else? Okay, in terms of lesion configuration, what does agmanate mean? Agmanate. Um. I actually don't know. I've got no idea. No idea. It, it means clustered. Clustered. Ah, I don't think like ag, like agulate. Yeah, coagulate. Yeah. yeah. Aggregate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah clustered. Clustered, okay. all right. That was um, about the cluster. What was the one where it goes along the, I don't know if you're getting to this, but it goes along like the epidermal, when the cells, they migrate. It goes along those uh, lines. Yeah, What's I that what you're thinking about. Well, yeah, that one was yeah, really bro- interesting. Brosh. Yeah. Brokey? Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. Oh, like yeah. the developmental pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So we have dermatomal spread, which you would see in conditions like shingles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shingles. that's dermatomal, yeah. but it's different to this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so the dermatologist consultant who came to talk to us, apparently um, could, one of the common consults that she get is that it's like a, it's a rash, 
which is like they reckon it might be dermatomal, but it crosses the midline, so it can't. Oh, like not the midline, wherever the dermatome like is meant to end, mm. and they're really confused by that, and like the the spread you describe it as blashcoid, yeah, blashcoid, and um, which basically refers to the pattern of migration of. Um, melanocytes, is it? Yeah, so neurocrystals. Yeah, yeah. neurocrystals, yeah. yeah. I think there's mutations, right? right? Yeah. Like mosaicism or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. Probably neurocrystals also maybe something to do with the, like, surface ectoderm as well. Um, yeah, but that's Blash Coast line, so that's a strange one, but also interesting. Definitely when you see it, you'll, you won't be able to forget it. Like, super interesting presentation. Yeah. What else you got for us? I have so many, man. <laughs> yeah, just, there was a lot of times. Uh, yeah. Oh, easy one. Morbilliform, as in a rash, is morbilliform. Morbilliform. All I know about that is that it's it's not as bad as like... Yeah, like dress. <laughs> yeah, dress. Or... Stephen Johnson's going to uh, How would you like describe the lesions? Maculopapula. Yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Which, what does that mean, maculopapula? Yeah, so macula means like it's flat dots less than five millimeters and... Papula means it's raised dots. Well, yeah, circles less than five millimeters. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I remember it because like Mac, like if you got run over by a Mac truck, then you'd be flat if you were a cartoon. <laughs> and also, well, like the truck Mac from Cars. Is that what you're thinking? Of? Oh no! Like you know. Well, it's like I don't a know. truck brand. Thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 It's when you say like Mac, a... I think of that car that like carries Lightning McQueen in Cars 1. I think his name's Mac. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't Not know. Not important. Yeah, anyway, but yeah, just imagine it really be. Well, I don't know. Now, if you don't know, or <laughs> don't if worry. you can't relate Mac to truck, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, how yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, anyway. All right. <laughs> All right, what are some things you would see? All right. All right, let's say you have let's say you have a melanoma. It doesn't matter what type you have. What are some histological abnormalities you would find? Um, well, you could see uh, invasion of the dermis. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, elongation of reed ridges. Could you see that in melanoma? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, sure. um, well, you'd see like more of a single cell growth. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. More rather than a nested, like a nested pattern. Yes. Yeah. Um, anything else? Think about where oh. the cells are, the, melan- the melanocytes. Well, usually in the epidermis, so if they spread somewhere else. Yeah, well, what, what kind of spreads norm? Well, so there's radial all... and vertical spread. Oh, yes. Pagetoids. Yes, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. What, what's pagetoid spread? Well, pagetoid spread is when it goes upwards, like the lesion. I don't actually know. Does that mean the melanocytes go up? Yep. So it's abnormal cell proliferation in the upper level of the dermis. So you go from the stratum basale upwards. That's pagetoid spread. Another kind of spread is um, adnexal extension, which would be... Isn't that colonization of, like, hair cells and sebaceous glands yep, and stuff? Yeah, yeah. They'd grow, str- like, right next to it, going mm. downwards. Um, another thing you'd see is confluence. Increase, when, as in the cells, they don't have any gaps between them. Because the cancer cells, they just rapidly grow, right? And they don't yeah. care about any other int- um, extracellular signaling. So they just grow to fill up the space. Yeah. Right. No, that's good. Um... Yeah, but apart from pagetoid spread, melanoma, well, melanocytes in melanoma also go downwards, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's how they become metastatic, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And do you guys remember, there's like that metric for how deep they go down, and that's kind of telling you how like metastatic it is? Or yeah, like Clark how... level? Yeah. And Breslow thickness. What's yeah. the difference? 
So I'm pretty sure Clark level refers to the level of invasion. Yeah. So it's levels one through to five, depending on what what involvement there is. So if it's just the epidermis, it's level one. Epidermis plus papillary dermis, level two. Epidermis plus the reticular dermis, level three. Um, oh, actually, it's like when it gets to the interface, that's level three. When it like fully penetrates into the reticular, it's level four. Then if it reaches the subcutis as well, it's level five. Whereas Breslow thickness, um, I don't think they use as much anymore. It's like fallen out of favor for the Clark thing. But Breslow thickness just refers to just tumor thickness. Like it's just a straight up measurement of like centimeters. Okay, um, sure, yeah. I thought they use Breslow thickness more now. Oh, okay. It might be the other way around then. Have it, yeah. I know it's, one's fallen out of yeah, favor. It's, it's Breslow yeah. thickness has fallen out. Clark levels, they usually use. Well, that makes more sense. Oh, yeah. Breslow's okay. Because yeah. Breslow would, like, if you were a different size, surely. Exactly, yeah. if you have a deep, like, yeah, yeah. if you're bigger. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, should we just jump into some conditions, you reckon? Yeah, yeah let's get into it. What, what, should we start with, like, the pigmentation issues? Yep. Yep. All right. Let's go. All right. Um, okay. If I was to say, <laughs> if you were to see someone coming in with, like, uh, well demarcated areas or um, of <laughs> hypopigmentation. Hypo. Uh, yeah, hypopigmentation. Okay, sure. Um, and the areas are larger than five millimeters, and it's like around the face area. Uh, what would your like main concern be straight away? What would you think it could be potentially? Vitiligo jumps straight to mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what I was go- I was getting at. Yeah. yeah. So what what is vitiligo? Yeah, so you have, like, an auto... Well, they say it's got some autoimmune basis where, like, basically your body attacks your own melanocytes, yeah. but only in, like, certain areas. So you just have, yeah, basically those patches. Yeah, they'd be called patches because they're flat but larger than five millimetres. Um, yeah, you have those patches that are pale, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. So, yeah, inflammatory destruction of melanocytes mm-hmm. leading to hypopigmentation. Um, so not very, like, not a dangerous thing, uh, but obviously, like, there's that, um, like, aesthetic, uh, people, like, get some subconscious about it. Um, anything else about vitiligo we should touch on? I think that's mainly it. Um, yeah. There's, like, a, it, it's more common to see with people in, with who have other autoimmune conditions. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's hypopigmentation. Um. What's like a common way, like common thing you can see in, in particular in females on their face, um, areas of hyperpigmentation? Um, give me an example of something that you could potentially see. Isn't it melasma? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. So melasma, what's melasma? Uh, well, wasn't it the melanocytes are overactive? Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. So overactive in response to the sun, leading to like patches of hyperpigmentation. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. And if you were curious before with like the, in terms of hyperpigmentation, um, there's there's more things than vitiligo. There's things like idiopathic guttate hypomelanosis, which is actually not that uncommon. Um, you get it in areas where you have sun damage and it's um, described as like confetti-like macules, which is, so you're just little white hyperpigmented spots, pretty much, yeah. What does guttate mean again? Yeah, because there's also guttate psoriasis, yeah, right? Yeah, teardrop. Guttate teardrop. means teardrop. Okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah, well, um... And also you get guttate vitiligo as well, yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, on the turn, again, of like, let's talk about hyper 
pigmentation still what's like a super common thing that most or a lot of people have like small areas of hyperpigmentation on their face and it's just like not pathological either yeah i'm thinking freckles yeah they yeah are. but yeah. i forgot what the name is, is it a phallus or something? A phallus. Yeah, yeah that's it yeah so that's just like hyperpigmentation of keratinocytes yeah. small like well demarcated yeah. yeah yeah if you look um on the on a histology side you just see more keratinocytes with their little um caps of melanin yeah nice um very good um i think that's the main uh like non-neoplastic ones we looked at well isn't it also post-inflammatory oh yeah. okay yeah pigment yeah. alteration yeah, yeah what's that uh was just after trauma or some yeah. kind of inflammation i think the like pathogenesis of it is that you'll get like in like inflammatory destruction of keratinocytes which then lose their melanin and then the macrophages will come in munch up the melanin yeah take it to the dermis but they can't really deal with the melanin that well so you just kind of have these areas of um altered pigmentation yeah 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 they can your scars can be darker or lighter yeah yeah Yeah. okay yeah um all right what else if i said lentigo simplex does what would you guys say to that does anyone know what that is um and well is Oh, actually, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> is it in response to sun or something? Ah, uh, nah, not really. No. This is okay. we're going over to more of the neoplasms now. Yeah, yeah. Any idea? It's like a true melanocytic proliferation. Mm. So it's like, and you can, it's like very similar to freckles, but they're like darker. There's fewer, and I think they're a bit larger. Is that right? Yeah. Well. Um, it's still like pretty benign, like there's no atypical growth or anything like that. But yeah, it's just a melanocytic proliferation. You'll just see like a, a spot of darkness on someone's skin. Um, yeah, still no no big dramas there. And like yeah. I think lentigo simplex is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I think it's on like a spectrum with uh, a mole, a nevus. Yeah, yeah. Cool. well, what's a nevus, man? A mole. <laughs> yeah, 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 got yeah. it. There you go. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people have these just, like, congenitally. Yeah, yeah. i got plenty. Yes. Um, yeah, and, but, like, what actually is it when you, like, look under the microscope? What would you see? Yeah, so as opposed to melanoma, it would be symmetrical, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess you can see that with your eyes. Like, it, it, just as, like, a general rule of thumb, if you see something that's, like, well circumscribed, like, smaller than, I think it's, like, smaller than five millimetres, six millimetres, yeah, six, six millimetres. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it's consistent in color, doesn't change. There's like that A, B, C, D, E of yeah. melanoma. So I'll just quickly yeah. go through that. It's like um, asymmetry is A. So if it's asymmetrical, you can raise one eyebrow. <laughs> uh, if B is border irregularity, then you can raise the other eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> C. What are you um, going to do for the rest of it? <laughs> start lift, start um, moving your nostrils. <laughs> um, C is color, like irregularity or color changes. Mm-hmm. Um a, B, C, D. D is the diameter larger mm. than six millimeters. And then E is evolution. So yeah. if it changes, if it's larger, if it's irregular borders, you know, any, usually any lesion that changes, you'd be like, okay, we should check this out. Yeah. Yeah. But usually moles like this are well circumscribed, small, um, usually like more multiple cell growth patterns, which is also good. It means there isn't like a mutation in one cell that's just constantly, you know, proliferating. Um, yeah. So that's just like a normal common like benign nevus and in those things you don't see any of the features we talked about in terms of like pagetort spread and nexal um extension you don't see um it's more common the growth is in 
nests rather than single cells. Mm-hmm. Um, so melanocytes. Like yeah, of melanocytes. Yeah. So it looks friendlier, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but it, again, it's uh, a melanocytic proliferation, right? Yes. Yes. And you can classify it as um, junctional, dermal, or compound. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Whereas, but it's confusing because junctional is means epidermis only. Yeah, I think whereas, yeah, as well. Yeah. Whereas compound is both dermis and epidermis. Yeah. You're right. Um, well, of the navi, navi, navis, there's a few others we can talk about. Anyone want to list some off? Uh, there's like large congenital ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one was crazy. Like the picture they showed in the lecture is just like a baby in its entire like back. backside. is pretty yeah. much just one big navis. Yeah. And they have increased risk of um, developing yes. a malignancy. Yeah, that's right. Does anyone know, does it grow, this is what I think, does it grow as you age or does it say the same size? Oh, a, I'm, I'm not so point. sure, yeah. but you classify it based on the size of the lesion um, in the adult. I believe it's 20 centimetres. I'll just double check. Yeah, it's 20. If yeah, if it's more than 20 centimetres in adults, it's con- it's um, diagnosed as a large congenital nevus classified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's I don't know if it grows. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. Not that sure. Interesting. Yeah. What about blue navis? Does anyone know anything about blue ones? Or uh, I know they're darker. Yeah. And is that because there's more of a dermal component? I think so. I I just know. That, I'm not sure if that's to do with color, but I know like they will usually present being like flat. So usually if lesions present being flat on the skin, there's usually not much epidermal component because you'd see more scaliness. Whereas if it's more in the dermis, you can imagine it kind of just pushes up. Yeah. Um, and that epidermis is intact, so it's more kind of like uh, no scaliness. Yeah. yeah. I've just checked. It is darker because it is in cool. the dermis. And like the actual lesion is from dendritic melanocytes. Oh, ah, yeah. 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 What's the difference between dendritic melanocytes and normal ones? I have no idea. Yeah, no Aren't no they idea. all dendritic? Yeah. <laughs> I would have yeah. thought so. Yeah. yeah. I have no clue. Because don't they spread out and like they have those like little projections that go over? The, they get phagocytosis with the melanosomes. Yeah. 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 What about spitz, spitz navis? Oh, it kind of can get confused for basal cell carcinoma, right? Yeah, yeah. These can get confused with like um, ca- cancerous lesions. Because yeah. Yeah. they kind of, it, it can look kind of lighter color, like kind of a pinkish uh, mole color. Um, and yeah, people can kind of be worried about these. But they, They'll be, like, benign, um, and, yeah, usually in children or younger adults. And, yeah, it's just one of those things you have to rule out on the differential. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, prominent nuclei, um, and, yeah, apparently histologically similar to melanoma, so it has to be ruled out. Um, yeah, cool. Well, one of the big ones when it comes to, like, moles is, like, displast- displastic moles, or like displastic nevus syndrome. So anyone want to tell me something about that? Like, what's how's that different to normal moles? Anything? <laughs> no, I got yeah. nothing. So I know that in dysplastic nevus syndrome, you have more. Yeah. You have more nevi. And the only thing I remember from that slide was um, the ugly duckling sign. <laughs> so which means when it's when you have one of your one of your moles looks different from the rest, pretty much. It's that A B C D E criteria. One of them's messed up, so, and like that's an ugly duckling sign. Yeah, yeah, so like dysplastic, you have more. I think more and or like more irregular. They're not like well, more well circumscribed. Um, you know all those those warning signs. It's there, like we said before, could 
like high risk of developing melanoma, but also patients or people who have those shouldn't be worried that they're going to get melanoma 100% because they still themselves will have a low risk of developing melanoma. It's just more likely than other types. Yeah, yeah the absolute risk is still pretty low. Yeah. So it's still all good when it comes to that. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll jump on to melanoma now, right? Yeah, let's get into it. We've spoken about the A, B, C, D, E like criteria. Oh, let's let's go easy. We've done Just that. some risk factors. Risk factors of yeah. melanoma. I mean, UV exposure, sun oh, exposure. Let's go. Previous yeah. melanoma. Yep, that is such a yeah. Fa- literally any malignancy, yeah. almost a risk factors previously happening, which yeah. is so helpful. Yeah. <laughs> it is very helpful. Yeah. Um, family history. Family history. 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 UV light. Ooh. Yeah. Question for you guys: What mutation? Is like found in heaps of melanomas. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. V six hundred E or BRAF, right? Yeah, V six hundred E BRAF. So yeah. If you have a patient with this mutation, what drug can you use to treat it? Vemurafenib or dabrafenib. Good. Yeah. Well, Very that's good. Good. perfect. Yeah. By is that, that the breast cancer one? Or? Um, BRAF is not breast cancer. No. Okay. Yeah, that's BRCA or like her. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You use, you use Herceptin for BRCA. Yeah, yeah. Or or like her, or, her yeah, because yeah. her too has septin. I think that's or trastuzumab is the yeah, same. Yeah, it's Herceptin. the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, is it vemurafenib? Yes. Vemurafenib or dabrafenib. I think yeah. they're both inhibitors of the specifically they're targeted for the V six hundred E mutant of the BRAF. Yeah. yeah sits in the cleft, stops that um, cascade of intracellular like phosphorylation and like making the melanocytes grow and pro- proliferate. So you can't treat someone who doesn't have that mutation with the drug because it's a specific, it's an enzyme of Ib, so it's like a small molecule inhibitor. If the people don't have that particular small molecule, you can't treat it. Also, because there's more than one type of mutation in, a melanos- in those melanomas, um, it's not sufficient to cause a malignancy by itself. You also have... Um, uh, mech uh, mutations and what would you use for like a mech mutation like in a small drug inhibitor do you guys know no no I don't trametinib know. trametinib so like a lot of patients i think they go on trametinib plus dabrafenib or vemurafenib and also something else um yeah, yeah. and like that that's pretty good it's like 30 percent. there's the five-year survival for like a melanoma caught in the very late stage is still like 30 30 percent which is so much better than what it what used to be before these inhibitors. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Um, should we talk a little bit about how melanoma develops? Yeah. Um, yeah, wait, just before that, um, another interesting risk factor for melanoma is actually um, reduced immunity because when melanoma, I guess, proliferates, it produces a bunch of wacky proteins. Um, and if you have good immune surveillance, like your well, your body, I guess, will pick that up. And um, yeah, stop it. And like, what what do you call the wacky uh, proteins? Uh, antigens. Neo neo antigens. Yeah, new antigens made by like tumor cells. Now, yeah. I don't know how clinically relevant it is, but um, a fun fact is that, like, if you if a, if a patient comes to see you with like widespread metastatic melanoma, the primary lesion you sometimes you can't even find the primary yeah. lesion because there's evidence that it regresses. Yeah, and like. Yeah, so, yeah, you might not even find yeah. the primary lesion. Your, the... your immune cells will legit attack it and clear it, but at, by that point, it's probably metast- metastasized to another place, yeah. Yeah, um, but, yeah, with in terms of the development of melanoma, so, it, like, starts in one place, what would you call, like, a localized 
like neoplasm usually in situ. Yeah, cool. So Plasma in situ. Cool, and then it can grow through the epidermis. Yeah, radially. Radial growth. Okay, cool. And then it can also grow down towards the dermis. Yeah, because that's how it accesses the blood vessels. Yeah, and lymphatics, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like growing down is called like... Vertical. Good, yeah. Vertical growth phase. Um, anything else? I think that's it. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the main, main stuff. <laughs> yeah. I guess there's like superficial spreading melanoma. It's just oh. like melanoma that has is kind of like... It hasn't metastasized yet, so it's not um, malignant yet, but it's going through that like radial growth phase with some like little... Um, invasions of the dermis, and that could potentially become me- um, metastatic. Yeah. So the term the term is pretty bad. The superficial spreading melanoma it can still have a dermal component. Yes. Yeah. yeah it can. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, then you can also get like nodular melanomas. Is this does this one have a dermal component? The the nodular one because like, I'm looking at a picture now and it looks pretty like yeah. flat on the surface. You know what I mean? Flat. Like no, I'm not saying I'm not. Normal. I'm not flat. I mean like that's not scaly. Yeah. Like, oh, but, like yeah. even. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Okay. Oh well, yeah, it's it has no intra epidermal component. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Um. They, now you can use those skills. <laughs> to, <laughs> to use, so if you see something, there's no like scaliness. Yeah. For example, nodular melanoma. No slash minimal intraepidermal component. So you can kind of guess by that. And that's also higher risk then of malignancy because you have blood vessels and stuff in the dermis. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, if you were to see, like, melanoma on the face of an elderly person, what's it most likely to be? Cool. Uh, isn't it the lentingo maligna? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Lentingo maligna. And, yeah, that's mal- malignant, guessing by the name. Um, yeah, and it's just like, often yeah. occurs in some damaged areas. Yeah, and it can get confused for simplex, lentigo yes. simplex. Okay, yeah. yeah, and that's bad because simplex is still benign. Wait, wait, can't it get confused for solar lentigo? I think all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to us, I everything. Mean, I, yeah, I can get confused with everything. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. What about um, melanoma on your feet? What, what would you call that? Like on the base of your feet or palms or nails? Acral. Acral lentiginous? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, good. Um, more common in uh, darker skin patients, but still happens in everyone. Oh, I can add, get, you can get acral lentiginous under your nail as well. Yeah, yeah you can. Which is frightening. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. Um, anything else about melanoma when it comes to that stuff? Yeah, we, so yeah. Um, if you okay, if you have um, a lesion that's regressed, what signs would you see histolo- on a histological side? Um, lesion that's regressed... Uh, well, you'd see like immune cells yep. in there. Yep. Um, lymphocytes. Lymphocytes, yeah. yeah lymphocytes. Um, what else? Maybe like really some easy. destruction of some like keratinocytes or something. Fibrosis. Oh, fibrosis. Fibrosis, okay. yeah. yeah. Cool. Scarring. And um, you can actually see macrophages, which have um, phagocytosis of melanin. It's yeah. pretty cool. Cool. Uh-huh. Um, so would you get PIPA? Or... Yeah. Pippa, Pippa, yeah, I think you, you would see Pippa if it affected the epidermis, right? Would you oh. see Pippa if your dermis is fucked? Oh, is missing. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pippa, as I understand, starts in the der- in the epidermis with the keratinocytes, but then the max can go into the dermis and kind of just hang out there with the melanin inside them, oh. causing the color. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's melanoma pretty much in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, Did well. Squamous cell carcinoma. What is that? What am I saying there? What does that mean? <laughs> squamous cell. Well, one thing. Squamous cell. We know that's an epithelial cell, mm-hmm. right? Carcinoma. What does carcinoma mean? 
Oh, which embryonic <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's must be epithelial cell. Yeah, ectoderm, right? Wasn't that? Yeah, or yeah, ep- or, 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 um, or endoderm. Or endoderm. Or endoderm, yeah. endoderm yeah. yeah. So carcinomas are yeah, and what's the um like mesoderm one called? Yeah. Sarcoma. That's yes. Sarcoma, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So for S for mesenchyme. Yeah. I think C in carcinoma for ectoderm. Yeah, cool, oh, okay. cool. Um sweet. So squamous cell carcinoma is a neoplasm of which cells? Squamous cell. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Keratinocytes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just checking you get in your phone. Yeah, so just like heaps of keratinocytes, right? Mm-hmm. Keratin um, horns, man. See keratin horns in SEC. Yeah. yeah. What else do you want to tell me about that, Terence? Well, it's crazy. <laughs> it's mad. Yeah, it's like you literally grow horns. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. Like yeah. the picture of it, if you looked at that, you'd think there was... Like there was something going on there. Yeah. Mm. But it often doesn't really spread to the dermis, though. So, no. Yeah, no, so it it's not often been, like, malignant. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. yeah. Just got to saw it off, I it's, reckon. I don't know. We've, we've already mentioned it's on a spectrum with um, actinic keratosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, just a refresher, what is actinic keratosis? It's um, sun-damaged skin, and it's just, oh, it just gets really scaly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really so common. see it in a lot in older people, dysplastic proliferation of... Of um, keratinocytes right. again, which can lead to squamous cell carcinoma. Yeah. Um, anything else with that one? What's a sub K? Oh wait, no. Oh, Do you yeah. mean for that one as yeah, in yeah. for actinic keratosis? Yeah, yeah. Or? What's that? What else is squamous cell carcinoma? I think oh. that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, you can have like intraepidermal squamous cell carcinoma. Yeah, Bowen's disease. Bowen's right? disease. Yeah, yeah, that's Bowen's disease. So described as erythematose plaque caused by atypical keratosis and acanthatic epidermal expansion. What does acanthosis mean? Didn't we just do, do, we do acanthosis yeah. either earlier? So what does it mean? What does it mean? <laughs> remember? Oh, it was um, proliferation of the granulosum? Spinosum. No, that's hyperkeratosis. Yeah. So is acanthosis spinosum? Spinosum, yeah, cool. Do you know how okay. to remember? How? I just thought of it. Well, clearly I just forgot. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know acanthocytes from, like, blood stuff? Like, they're the spiky ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so spiky spinosaurus. True, yeah, that works well. That's probably oh, right. that's, that's Yeah, no, that's solid. good. Yeah, so nice. solid. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, erythromatose meaning red. And plaque, what does plaque mean? Oh, elevated lesion, um, bigger than five yeah. millimeters. A- asymmetrical. Asymmetrical. Yeah, cool. um, yeah. go on atypical keratosis, acanthatic, yeah, epidermal expansion. Yep, so that's Bowen's disease. That's intra <laughs> Sorry, sorry. <laughs> So that's Bowen's disease. Yeah, just go. That's Bowen's disease. It'll work fine. Yeah, so that's that's Bowen's disease. Um, yeah, pretty sure that's. Oh, like oh, I've got a question for you guys. What's the high risk areas if you have like squamous cell carcinoma? I do know this one. It's on the mucocutaneous junction sites. Okay. So like your vulva, your lip. Where else? Isn't <laughs> yeah. it also ears? Yeah. Ears. Yeah. Ears, yeah. That's it. Um, yeah. All right. That's squamous cell carcinoma. What about basal cell carcinoma? There's just one thing I remember about it. It's shiny. It's shiny with a ulcer in the middle. What do you? Why is it shiny? Why is it shiny? Yeah, I don't know. Telangiectasia. I was not gonna know yeah. that. What is Does that? anyone know what telangiectasia? <laughs> no, is? No, no, it's yeah. when the superficial blood vessels kind of get um, dilated. Dilatation of the superficial blood vessels, so it looks shiny. Yeah, there you oh, go. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, there's an ulcer in the middle. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Usually, sometimes. Right. Yeah. Again, sun damaged skin. 
Uh, this except this one's a proliferation of basal cells. Mm-hmm. Which are what are basal cells? <laughs> Yeah, stratum visali. Yeah, cool. So those like stem cells, yeah. Um, Yeah, and you can get like three different types, right? What did anyone want to tell me three different types? I don't know. Three types. I don't know either. You can have like superficial, nodular or aggressive. Yeah, so I guess superficial is um, usually just like in the epidermis, can be like ulcerated, um, aggressive, Sounds like it's probably spreading somewhere. <laughs> and then nodular looks like a nodule. Yeah. Um, What's a nodule? No? Nodule, that's a, a raised lesion greater than five millimeters and it's symmetrical, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, cool. Um, and what are some of the aggressive subtypes of BCC? I don't know the subtypes of the aggressive ones. Me yeah, neither. Yeah. I'll read them out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have infiltrating, micronodular. <laughs> That's a misnomer, micronodular. It's fine. Yeah. Um, sclerosing or morph- morphaic and metatypical or basosquamous. Nice. I don't think we need to know anything about no. them apart from their names. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't feel like I'll even know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one's a fun fact. What rare genetic predisposition... Um, Condition predisposes you to basal cell carcinoma. Oh, this is a nice for MCQ. Um, I swear I read this the other day, but don't I don't remember it. Gorlin syndrome. Oh, okay. Yeah. What happens then? I have no idea. Oh, you just okay. get more BCCs if you have it. Oh, okay, right. so the, you don't know anything else that happens. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dad, we need to. Well, it's good for multi choice. Yeah, it's great for multi choice. Gorlin. <laughs> That's like syndrome. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Okay, sure. What, okay, what um, type of tumour of the skin could reflect, like, a syndromic association, like, for, for example, like, an underlying malignancy? Yeah, that's seborrheic keratosis, right? Oh, no, no, actually, no. Irritated seborrheic keratosis. I'm, I'm hinting at um, adnexal tumours, so tumours of, oh. of, like, glands of the skin. So sometimes if you have a tumour of the glands of the skin, you should look at if there's any underlying chronic malignancies because they're usually associated with, like, it's called syndrome association. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Adnexal yeah. Adnexal, which, which means, like, yeah. glands, sweat glands, sweat glands, 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 apocrine glands, eocrine glands. Yeah. Um, ben, you can explain what you were getting at because that's also I a I can't remember point. what it's called. Okay, irritated so seb-K, yeah. when you have an irritated seb-K, it's called... Um, if you also have a malignancy, it's called the lesser trilat sign. Yes, yeah. And that means it it basically says you have a malignancy and like the seborrheic um it gets irritated because of paraneoplastic effects. Yeah. So does anyone remember what paraneoplastic yeah, effects are? Hormonal effects of tumors. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So like it's what the tumor releases in terms yeah. of hormones, but it's also this wasn't mentioned in our lecture, but it's also the cytokines produced by our own immune cells in response to the tumor. All oh, right, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so you get lots of irritated sub case. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's called a lesser trilat sign. Didn't yeah. the lecturer say he'd never actually seen that though? Yeah, but it gets examined like hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Wait, yeah. what's a sub K again? Yeah, seborrheic keratosis. Yeah, what is that? Someone tell me. Anyone know? The only thing I remember is like. It's waxy and stuck on, so yes. it's well demarcated. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> waxy, stuck on, um, yeah. You get lots of them? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. So it's like, if you were to describe it, it's like a dark lesion, um, irregular, uh, it's raised, um, yeah. 
Anything else? It literally looks stuck on yeah. if you yeah. see a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is this the one where it's like um, hyperkeratosis, parakeratosis, and thickening? Or that's or is that that's uh, eczema, right? The, yeah, I think yeah, that's, that's eczema. Yeah, that's eczema. Yeah, yeah, that's eczema. Yeah, sure, so, we'll get to that. So many skin conditions. No, it, it does get hyperkeratotic. Really? Okay, yeah. there's hyperkeratosis. Oh, parakeratosis. Oh, yeah. So what's um. What is, um, what's the word? Pathognomonic for Seb K is a pseudohorn cyst. Pseudohorn cyst. And does anyone remember what a pseudohorn cyst is? No. No. It's no. an invagination of the surface epithelium. Okay. Yeah. So I was actually, um, not interested, that's the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to know what the difference between a pseudohorn cyst and a horn cyst was. Yeah, it was annoying me. So pseudohorn cyst, it's fake. Because it's, hang on, let me pull it up. Yeah, so it's an invagination of the surface epithelium. So you have keratin of the stratum corneum, like, in in a lower layer than what it should be. And a true horn cyst actually develops intra-epidermally and is also expelled trans-epidermally. And there's a slight difference in the keratin, whereas in a true horn cyst, you'd see um, it's filled with concentric keratin. Whereas in a pseudohorn cyst, um, it's a bit different. It's a bit less organized. Yeah. All right. There you wow. go. Um, I reckon we can shoot off a few more. Um, have you guys heard the other uh, one, keratocanthoma? You guys know what that is? Yes. Keratocanthoma. Isn't that like the volcano-looking? Yeah, yeah. And what's the word for a volcano-looking lesion? Or uh, is it um, umbilicated? Oh, <laughs> no, no. Crateriform. Literally crater. Oh, yeah. yeah. Crateriform, okay. Is that the one where it's ulcerated in the middle or can be? It can be, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Does yeah. it usually regress as well? Yes, it does. It usually involutes, that's the term oh, they use. But you involutes. still treat it as BCC? Or? Squamous cell C- cancer. SCC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's treated the same, yeah, because you don't want it to like, metastasize or whatever. Or because sometimes it can present similarly to SCC, so you don't okay. want to like make mix mix that up. Right. Um, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. And it also looks similarly histologically uh, with squamous cell carcinoma. Um, but yeah, just quickly, there's two types of cysts that we learnt about. Do you remember what type of cysts we learnt about? Uh, tricamel? Yeah. That yeah. was in hair. Yes. Trichalemel. Yeah, Trichalemel, yes. Yeah. Thanks. That's good, yeah. And then the other one? Uh, epidermal cyst. Epidermal yeah. cyst. One of them has a punctum. That's epidermal, yeah. right? Epidermal. epidermal has a punctum. Yeah. yeah. Does it ooze stuff as a result? Or? I don't think... Isn't it just Unless it gets the... infected, which no, again, okay. the one that has a punctum can get infected, which is... Which one has a punctum? Or punctum? Epidermal. 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 Yeah. So those ones can get infected, then you can have pus coming out. Okay. Yeah. Would that be a pustule then? Oh. Well, I think that's... They're, they're way bigger to be called pustules yeah. first. Oh, right. um, they're usually yeah. not infected as well. They're usually just filled with, like, keratin or debris and stuff. But I guess if it becomes infected, that would be... It would be more the size of, like, a, a furuncle or a... Something like that. Yeah. Um, something bigger. Right. Um, because a pustule has to be less than five millimeters, does it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think that's pretty much all of the, like, neoplastic type of stuff that we learned about mm-hmm. and, like, the pigmentation stuff. Anything else we should add? I think that's pretty much it. I guess the main takeaway is just, is it regular? Like, is it well circumscribed? Does it change color? How big is it? Um, yeah. Is it pink yeah. <laughs> or is it black? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but you guys will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Norm. Yeah. Yeah. No, no worries. <laughs> it's, it's a long haul, this one. I'll speed it. will fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, on to the next one, I guess. Yep. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. See you later.